starting in January. This is going to provide free, easily accessible counseling services to anyone serving in jury duty. It's a designated phone number that they'll call and they will uh, get the support of a counseling service there. The attorney general says he thinks that the program will cost around Thirty thousand to fifty-five thousand per year, uh, and it will be absorbed by the Ministry uh, of the Attorney General's budget, which is great news. I think uh, this is a, a service that we spoke about on the show earlier on uh, that has come to light after a woman that served as a, a jury member in the Tory Stafford case says that she has PTSD and she, you know, she can't sleep. She's, you know, uh, developed a shopping addiction, and now. Uh, there is this program available as of January for anyone who serves on a jury. We're joined now by Joseph Newberger, who, of course, is a Toronto criminal lawyer. You've heard him on the show before and others on AM640. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you very much. Listen, um, as you know, first responders out there, court workers, are, are they getting this type of support already? Yeah, there is uh, within the unions and associations that represent other people who are part of the criminal justice system, there are access to emergency and ongoing therapy. Um, I'm not sure as to how fulsome and how long-term it is because much of this is funded through either a union or through government. Sometimes there's restrictions, but there is definitely access to meaningful therapy, and we have not had anything for jurors at all up till now. In your opinion, was this a long time coming? Yeah, I think it's a great idea because uh, there are some horrific cases. I mean, thank God they're few and far between. But when you're sitting on something like the Tory Stafford case or, or some other ones, when and there have been some horrific ones in the past, it can really take its toll on a member of the public who's doing their civic duty, sitting in assiduer, trying to do their best to assess a case, and they are just exposed. And there is secondary trauma that people experience, you know, not to mention the judges and the, uh, the the people who are in the court, including the lawyers. So they are definitely due for this type of help. You're, you've been a Toronto criminal lawyer for a long time. You must have sat in on some serious cases that are disturbing to most. Um, is it the testimony or is it the evidence that sticks with you most? Oh, God, um, it's both. Um, you know, there's a, a number of cases that's remained with me since, and um, it's not just the evidence, it's the testimony as well, because in certain cases, you know, you have uh, police officers testifying. I'll never forget one case. Uh, the forensic officers, the ones who are doing the crime scene investigation, are very stoic generally, and one of the officers just broke down in testimony and couldn't keep it together. It was terrible. And these things just remain with you as as you try and be as desensitized as possible. Um, you are a human being and you're very affected by it. So do you think, it, you know, would it, is this idea going to make people um, more likely uh, to be, I guess, um, willing to serve on a jury? The I fact that they'll have a program that would help them out if they, they face, you know, disturbing uh, testimonies and such? Yeah, I mean, I think it might enter into some people's mind. I, I think the, the general challenge, uh, having done lots of jury trials, is the fact that if you're on a complex case, whether it is a horrific one or not, it takes a lot of time. And people work, they run their own businesses, they have child care or caring for elderly parents. It's very hard to take six, eight, 12 weeks out of your life to sit on a panel. So there's a number of issues, remuneration, support from your employer, self-employed how do you keep your business going so there's a lot of issues but this will go a long way to helping people who know once they're being 
vetted for that type of a, a case will know that there is the possibility of help. But, you know, you do expose yourself to this type of evidence. It can be very challenging, even in the face of therapy. Yeah, I guess, you know, no one's going to think, okay, PTSD down the line. No, no, you don't think that. You're and, just and you thinking, how is my life going to change? You know, you're not, you don't even, you are not even aware of what you're going to hear. No, and I, and I have to tell you, Crown, I mean, I always say this a lot. We're, we're very fortunate in Canada because Crown attorneys and judges and defense lawyers, we do not play to the emotions as much as they do in the United States. So everybody tries to put the evidence forward in as sensitive a manner as possible because there's also family members of, of victims that are in the courtroom. So we don't have this type of drama that you do in the United States. But it still is very, very damaging. Would it be a good idea to screen people to see if they can handle it before, you know, they serve on a jury? Is there any way to do that? I think it would be practically impossible. Okay. I mean, you would really need to do some sort of psychological assessment on individuals. And, and then, you know, who knows what you're getting. I mean, we would make the process of jury selection, I think, far too difficult. Again, even in horrific cases, juries do a very good job. They try and remain on task. And if at the end of the day they are suffering trauma as a result of it, at least they will have access to meaningful therapy without having to pay for it. The uh, Attorney General says he anticipates the program costing between 30000 and 55000 per year. I don't, that yeah. seems low to me. Well, you know, the reality is the, the majority of trials that we do uh, in the court don't involve that level of horror. Uh, I mean, you know, you can really count on maybe one or two hands in the last five to ten years how many truly horrific cases we've had in the court system in Ontario, for example. So many other cases are like drug trafficking cases or, you know, other assault cases, robberies, et cetera. These types of horrific cases, thank you, or thank God, are few and far between. So mm-hmm. I think it's a bit light on the estimate. Okay, yeah. But we're, we're not going to run into like a million-dollar budget. That's not going to happen. Well, you know, when you're asking people to give up their life and to listen to some things that they might not be able to, uh, you know, ever get rid of and that they'll lose sleep over uh, for the rest of their lives and, and see some things that you can't unsee, I think it's only fair that at least we give them the support afterwards to uh, continue on with a, as normal of uh, an existence as they can. Absolutely. But it also underscores the importance of the jury system. I mean, there, there's a lot of talk about whether the jury system is becoming more archaic. And I just think it's one of those most basic tenets of our democracy to have a jury system. But we need to support jurors and support people who are in the criminal justice process to make sure that they are healthy uh, during and after a, a case. Well said. Joseph Newberger, pleasure having you on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.